former governor of Ilocos and the former uh, senator from that region in the northern Philippines, Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos Jr. has declared a couple of days ago that he will seek the presidency. He did try and run for vice president in 2016. However, after a series of protests and attempts to get recounts certified, he was unable to gather enough votes, at least according to the recount information. It is still something that is uh, just as contested as here in the United States that you see in the Philippines. Bongbo Marcos is an interesting man. I once sat beside him in the Sanfitel Hotel uh, when it was still called the uh, uh, Western Philippine Plaza. At that time, it was uh, his mother's return to the Philippines. And one of the first stories I covered as a journalist in the capital. And it was a very interesting time. A lot of their supporters were out in force and coming out and giving their opinion and information. And of course, the entire effort was a very interesting moment to see the then young man, who's roughly my age, uh, well, I was young then too, and uh, his uh, efforts to listen and be around their supporters, while at the same time managing the entire drama that was the return of Imelda to Manila. Uh, they pulled it off pretty well, in fact, and that was very, very successful as far as getting people to support them. It has not transpired into a return to the presidency in Malacanang, the Philippine uh, palace or White House, as some would call it, where the uh, presidents uh, reside. The Marcoses had been there for a number of years, two terms elected and one long-term extended, which lasted uh, almost 26 years. Marcos grew up in the Philippine palace. He is now saying that they will rise again. Babangun Mule. Their purpose this time is unifying the country. In his declaration, the former senator has said very plainly that his intention is unity and bringing people together in a country very much divided amidst an entire crisis of COVID. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. As I speak to you today, the Philippines faces one of the greatest tests in its history. The global pandemic has raced to our country, destroying the lives of people, of families, of entire communities. And if we have learned anything in the time of COVID, it is that each of us, no matter our station, is in need of the help of our fellow Filipinos. We must face the challenge as one, as one country, as one people. Together, we must work towards a shared vision of our country through COVID and beyond COVID to find a way through this crisis with a common goal, a vision to guide us and to lead us. I know 
that it is this manner of unifying leadership that can lead us through this crisis. Get our people safely back to work for all of us to begin to live our lives once again. And that is why I am today announcing my intention to run for the presidency of the Philippines in the upcoming May 2022 elections. I will bring that form of unifying leadership back to our country. Hangad kong ibalik ang mapagkaisang paglilingkod ng magbubuklod sa ating bansa. Tayo ay magkaisa at sama-sama tayong babangon mula sa hagupit na pandemya, babangon mula sa paglulugmok ng ating ekonomiya. Let us bring Filipinos back to one another in service of our country, facing the crisis and the challenges of the future together. Join me in this noblest of causes and we will succeed. Sama-sama tayo babangon muli. Thank you. Of course, the uh, Marcos sentiment is something that a lot of Filipino political leaders have long said. It is not something terribly new to say that we will rise again, we will come back, we will go to where we were. But will it be a better tomorrow as it was in the past? Or will it be a return to things that people fear. One of the Marcos's sad sectors of uh, the uh, past was, of course, the dictatorship. That were years when their father ruled as a virtual king of sorts, who could rule by decree. But unfortunately, that led to cronyism and other conditions. Marcos says uh, he has no intention of returning to that era or seeing that type of leadership again. However, Filipinos seem to prefer a strong man in these times of trouble of COVID who can bring the country together. Whether or not that is still the case is something that still has to be seen. So what Marcos is saying is that his support base has broadened, not just the loyalists of his father and mother, but also those people who have come around him from various times in the present, mostly the youth, where indeed he has one of the most active online media campaigns of any candidate. In fact, an online media support group that is probably as strong or even stronger than that of the current government in the Philippines. Now, you have to understand, online media is a very big thing in the Philippines, especially social media. Most cellular providers provide access to social media uh, at a reduced or discounted rate in order to encourage people to use the internet. There are an estimated uh, 
up to 40 million users, for example, of platforms like Facebook, maybe 20 million users of Twitter. That's more than the entire user base on the eastern seaboard of the United States at times for Twitter. Although the numbers may seem low, it is substantially a strong influencer on the global social media scale. And Marcos is definitely a trending topic, both in support of him and opposing him. Some experts uh, from the uh, blog or vlog, video blog of former Senator Marcos and uh, what exactly he was talking about there was uh, the level of support that he's seeing from most people. Now let's listen to Tony Pazaga's show again, Tony Talks. It was a very controversial episode wherein she guested Ferdinand Marcos Jr., who, looking back now, in hindsight, we see is wearing pink. So it was a color that he chose prior to Lenny Rapendo and her support base. Curious and interesting. They sometimes say the uh, term is the sun also rises. Uh, Ferdinand Marcos Jr. has some interesting uh, stories about his term in the palace as first son. And, of course, that interesting era of his life. How was your relationship with your father? Was he a disciplinarian? Was he strict? Yeah, he was. His only thing was study hard. Work hard, study hard. That was his main thing. As long as you're studying hard, you're okay with him. You got a lot of his traits. You grew up watching him. The stage giving speeches, so marami yeah. sa mannerisms niya, even yung size niya, nakuha yung Yeah, ang katawan namin is uh, remarkably similar. Mm -hmm. uh, from shoe size to waist, everything. That's why I was uh, one of the lucky ones that when binibigyan siya ng regalo, I would raid his uh, closet. My mannerisms, especially speaking, mm -hmm. is very much my dad's. But siyempre, from the time I was very small, we were already there in the back watching him make speeches. And he would teach a little bit about modulation and everything, but uh, voice modulation and things like that. But mostly what he would insist upon it when we started having to speak was that learn it, don't read. The one that thing that's also that everybody says is my voice, is that we have the same, same voice. Diba po, when your dad was a president, sinasama niya kayo sa lahat ng kanyang mga visits in different parts of the world. And you have met some of the most powerful and influential people. You have even met the royal family. Yes, yes, yes. Some of the funnest parts would be my mom would call and says, I'm going to meet Generalissimo Franco in Spain. You want to come? Of course. Get out of school, number one, di ba? And I'd be go. I'm going to see the Pope. Sama ka. Sama kami eh. Um, I think it was a conscious effort of my parents to expose us because even the, 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 the travel, like the, they would go to the provinces or they would go to, uh, especially mga Baguio, yung mga ganon, sinasama lagi kami, we were always there. So I think it was my parents that they really wanted us to see everything. Sino po yung namit nyo that made a huge impact in your life na hindi nyo makakalimutan? 
madami masyado. I've met most of the popes. Uh, I've met most of the sec secretary generals of the UN. In fact, I've met them all since you thought. Si Indira Gandhi was the one who really impressed me. And Maggie Thatcher. What do you think is the greatest lesson that you've learned from your father? Oh my. I learned so much from him, it's hard to... When it comes to work, you know, like things like when you walk into a room, the guy, if you're walking to a negotiation, whoever knows more wins. So I've always held that. So always work hard. Hard work is always rewarded. So he was not the type to sit you down and say, ano mo, anak, ang ganito ganito. Hindi, basta sa'yo, ito yung gagawin natin. He would be with his cabinet, uh, with his cabinet member some, and they would be talking about something pretty important. And he would suddenly turn to me, what do you think? Ilan taong kayo? I was 16, 17, he was already turning to me and said, what do you think? But you know, when he asks you a question, it's not because he wants to know the answer. He wants to know if you know the answer. He's testing you. Kasi nang inaaral na niya yan, alam na niya yan. Ah, so... I'm prepared. From your mother naman po? From my mother? Well, of course, it's the certain things. My love of music, of the arts, uh, because she's... Our house always had music playing. She was the one who used to take us to the theater, uh, take us to museums. It really was her uh, uh, point of joy, really, was the art, were the arts. It wasn't normal. You didn't have a normal... There wasn't such a thing as a normal day. Every day was different. What form the way I do things is how my father or my mother would react. It's having watched both of them uh, handling the problems that they were confronted with on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. I think that's what really made my own uh, personality when it came to such things. As we look at the Philippine campaign and how it is shaped and turning, and of course the twists that are expected, we, of course, are listening to Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos and his uh, attempt to, of course, seek the presidency in support of the Philippine people. In a strange way, it is ironic that uh, this sun also rises in the Philippines as uh, we, of course, are listening to much of these events uh, a day or two after it, they have happened there. There is a huge Filipino support base for the Marcoses in the United States, as there is for other candidates like Lenny Robredo, Manny Pacquiao, the, of course, uh, mayor of Davao City, Sara Duterte, should she decide to continue her bid at this point. We don't know yet. And, of course, others who are also in the race to gain the support of the Philippine people. At the end of the day, it is their call. They decide who wins and who gets elected. And at the end of the day, we will know in May what is going to be their decision. I'm Mike of New York, and this has been a quick look and listen to Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos Jr.